Yes, it is. It's a Wednesday. It's March 3rd, and boy, I'll tell you, it's a spring-like day here in Denver, Colorado. You take a look around. This is downtown Denver, you guys. Do you remember what it looks like? Here it is. This is the first time I've ever come down here and been able to park right away. Chris Fusillet, the machine that you are in Blake Street Tavern, thanks for having us here today. Oh, thanks for coming down, Greg. Absolutely. Jared Nowicki and Lakeland Marketing. Let's go in and take a look around, guys. All right, I'm ready. What do you think? Okay, Blake Street Tavern. How long you been here, Chris? We've been here since uh, 2010. Our original location was just half a block up the street. So we turn uh, 18 years old on March 15th. Congratulations. Lots of dates coming up. We're coming up on that one year anniversary of shutting down restaurants and bars on the uh, 17th, the, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I say the 16th. The 16th. It, it actually, we're shut down the 17th, but the announcement came out the 16th. That was D-Day for restaurants. We got a lot to do today. You're going to see some delicious corned beef from Custom Corned Beef. We're going to make some sandwiches. Why? You know why. Guess what's coming up? St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. And we also have Breckenridge Brewery here with us, a delicious Irish milk stout will be pouring as well, so look forward to that. I also have James Doxson here with me from Vibe Concepts. Jay and I are doing a cleanse, so James is our mouth today. He's going to eat everything for us. But we're going to have some fun talk right now um, as we look around Blake Street Tavern. I'm going to have you just talk about, we're in blue now. What does blue mean? Well, we turned to blue yesterday, and what that means is that uh, if you're a Denver five-star restaurant, that means you have to go one level up. So we were, Denver's in yellow currently. So we go to blue, and the big thing we gain out of that is we gain one more hour of last call. So we just went from 11 p.m. to midnight last night. Now that's, that's really huge, especially on the weekends, to get that extra hour of people ordering drinks. Th that is big, but 2, 2 a.m. is preference. There's really no rhyme or reason what it's going to be between 12 midnight and 2 a.m. other than the governor believes we're all going to lay together on the ground. Yeah, that, that really, and that's something that we're really pushing for in our industry is that for us to re get restored back to 2 a.m. Because you're right. I mean, it's not like all of a sudden at midnight now we're all going to start dancing on the tables and everything changes. Tell us about this, uh, this mechanism, this beast that is Blake Street Tavern. You rely a lot on foot traffic here in downtown Denver. Sure do. Also, destination place for sports fans everywhere. Oh, yeah. And, you know, what's happened is that uh, over the past year, downtown is now virtually a ghost town. It's, uh, you know, there's no sports, there's no arts, there's no culture, and there's hardly any workers. Maybe 10% of the workers are downtown. Uh, the place next door to us normally has two to 300 people in there a day. They're getting 20 to 30 a day. So we just, there's just been no activity. If you're a non-downtown person, why would you come downtown? So it's really huge that, like what happened with the Rockies, that the Rockies are going to be allowed to have 12,500 fans. And just to have that number of people coming down is going to help a lot. Of course, there's also a lot of resentment towards the Rockies, and we're, we will take those Rockies fans in open arms to come to Blake Street Tavern. Bring them right in here. You bet. It, it's interesting, as, as I believe things are starting to open back up, you see Texas just fully opening back up. Other states along those same lines are saying, hey, uh, what are we doing here? The, the infection rate is getting pretty pretty dang low. Herd immunity is coming together. Yeah. Do you expect, or are you working closely? Do you have any knowledge that by summertime you might be able to be at full capacity? You know, uh, geez, uh, you know, Greg, I'm just trying to get through the every day. I yeah. mean, maybe next week. And one of the things that we're really disappointed about is if you're going to ask about the vaccinations and how our workers were delayed another two weeks. But there's things that we're asking for if you're a five-star restaurant, um, like, 
Can we put uh, plexiglass between the booths? Can we put plexiglass here at the bar? Because right now, normally we would have 36 seats around our bar. Right now we have maybe 14, but then with six feet distancing, you have to be, I'm sorry, you have to be six feet away from the beer taps mm -hmm. and where uh, the well is. So what we do is, um, you know, we, we like to put plexiglass just at the taps and say, okay, if we put plexiglass here, then let's go ahead and we can open up more seating. And the things, the people, the people that have been hurt the most in this past year are bartenders. Mm -hmm. You know, they're used to make, they're, they're your best employees, your most loyal employees, your best sellers, and they don't have anybody sitting at the bars. Mm -hmm. So their money, in a lot of cases, has really come down. So what we've done is we've adjusted, we have a tip pool with the servers and the bartenders, but they, they, you know what I think they miss more than anything is the mental health. They miss the interaction oh my talking to customers and they're not having been able to do that. I'll tell you what, just the industry itself, a hospitality service industry, it's just that. It's that servitude feeling. The people that get into this business want to serve. They want to have that interaction. They want to make people feel good through food and beverage. Let's get Jared Nowicki into this conversation. Yeah. Lake Lid Marketing, what do you do, Jared? So um, I'm a food broker, so we, we service the food industry. Uh, so the fancy word now is I'm a uh, food sales, uh, sales agency, so food service sales agency. So what we do is we help manufacturers go to market in the food service trade. So we help them with sales strategy, uh, distribution, and then ultimately we're their sales force. So we're in the market calling on uh, nice guys like Chris and his, his chefs. So. Well, let's get you into the conversation because I think that you have done great work this past year to follow these types of things, regulations, whether they're arbitrary or not, how much capacity you can have, what other states are, because you're not just Colorado, you have other regions Yeah, as so well. I, I, I own a, the brokerage here in Colorado. We've been doing this for 35 years. It was started by my father-in-law, so we're deeply entrenched in here. But I'm also part of a national network of of brokers that do exactly what we do here throughout the state and i oversee the west so and i also own a brokerage in in new mexico so the one thing that that i can tell you is all these rules seem to be extremely arbitrary so i just talked to one of my colleagues down in texas i know i think everybody knows the the story in texas the the light switch went open yesterday uh or actually uh they announced it yesterday uh 100% open. Uh, I've got another friend in uh, Billings, Montana. They've been open for since the first or second, uh, sorry, uh, January 3rd, because guess what? The new governor came to town and light switch is open too. So they're, they're doing well. Wyoming's been open the entire time. And then as you move west, uh, it's been similar to us, especially in Idaho and, and, and Washington and, and those other states. Um, the one thing I can tell you is, is just looking at from a purely objective uh, standpoint. So I, what we do is we look at, at the positivity rate. You know, I give a monthly report to all our, our vendors and all of our manufacturers. We look at the positivity rate and just what's happening. Are things open? Are they closed? And what's going on? And, and we, we service a K through 12 segment too. Are kids in school or are they not in school? And, and the one thing that I can tell you is there is no relationship that, that I've seen. I mean, I, I've seen, you know, we could have a uh, you know, a 15% here, uh, we're, we're shut down of positivity rate, but in other states, you know, they have a 22 and they're, they're going crazy. And, and I haven't seen the trends, but, you know, I'm not a scientist. Oh, and I was just going to add that, that um, one thing that really frustrates me is we're talking about capacity. Mm -hmm. So right now we're at 50%. And even going up the dial, at like we, at yellow it's 50%, blue is 50%. There's not, in the dial, it doesn't go above 50%. Right. I mean, that's got to change. And then five of the six states that adjoin Colorado are at 100%. Five of the six. Mm. So it's like, geez, uh, I mean, everyone around us is, is, 
is opening up fully, except for us, and New Mexico's at 50%. But what I will say about New Mexico, at least their restaurant workers are already getting vaccinated, yep. or not. Okay, do a little reset here at Blake Street Tavern. I want you to take a look around because truly, you guys, as we reopen and we look at downtown Denver, it's a ghost town. And it's been a ghost town for quite some time. And the support of feeling safe, okay? You look around. This is as safe as it gets. And renownedly, restaurants and bars are the safest in regulation because you're the pros. You're the experts. That's what you do. You want to make sure you're, you're sober. You're serving people sober. You're, you're, you're regulating their We're, alcohol. We are intake. triple you, regulated. You, you are as clean as could possibly be, right? So as you're looking around, you say, hmm, do I want to get back down to Blake Street? Do I want to be around other people? Yes, look around. This is what you're doing. Our governor, boy, he's stepping in it all the time right now, on, has a, his appearance on the Modern Eater Show calling folks in the service industry willfully ignorant was really kind of a just a sharp blow to where we asked big box stores versus restaurants and bars what's the dichotomy what's the difference well the difference he b believes is that in a restaurant you are sitting longer than 15 minutes with people that you either know or don't know and that you have a much more likely chance to contract COVID. fine Keep going with that. Vaccinations, pull them back for service industry. Folks. Well, you can't have it both ways, right? Unbelievable. If, if, you, if you think that we are so unsafe, you put on these severe restrictions on us, but then you put us at the back of the line for getting, what, what, that, that's not consistent. I mean, if you have that kind of concern, then we should have been at the front of the line with grocery workers, with teachers, but we're not. And now, our, what I'm concerned about with the new group that we are moved to mm -hmm. is that we're now going to be in a group with two and a half million people and with 50 plus people. And, and look, Greg, we know that we have a younger clientele mm -hmm. that works for us, sure. okay? I guarantee you, all those 50 plus people, I'm 57, we're gonna be signing up for vaccines much faster than our sure. and that And so I'm trying to make an effort that like, look, you screwed up governor, you, you did the math wrong. You, you told the Colorado Restaurant Association on Thursday that we were a group of grocery workers. The next day, you change your mind, you pull the rug from out of us, you put the age group 60 to 65 back into phase 1B when they're at phase two, you moved us to the back. So there needs to be some accommodation for essential workers. And we just never have gotten that really from the governor that he feels that we're essential. And, and you know, there's no evidence of him visiting restaurants. He says he does takeout and delivery. I asked him, well, can you post those photos like Joe Biden did when Joe Biden stopped by the, the motorcade with no. the, the get bagels? Haven't seen that in, in eight weeks. So I'm going to keep pounding him for that. But And, and you're you know, really out front and very and, vocal. And, and what's great, though, is that, like, you know that you're dealing with other states. Yeah. And you see the differences here. And we have to bring that up because this is not normal. It's maddening, though, Chris. It's not normal I lose it here. when I try and, and it, it's like, why are you treating my brother and sister differently? It's just a little bickering thing, and I can't even get into get into the governor's head. The last thing that I want to talk about is the shot to the bow of our agricultural industry that just came with March 20th being the meet-out day. Boy, that's backfiring. People are meeting in, and that brings us to our next yeah. segment. We've got some great guys with custom corned beef coming right up. Please explain what we'll do in the next segment, and it's meat, meat, meat from here on out. It's custom corned beef. They've been making uh, corned beef here in Colorado for, I think, 35 years or so, so uh, a long time, third generation. We're going to go see what they're doing. You know a little bit oh, about well, these guys, so don't we you? We opened up March 15, 2003. Keith, who you're going to meet, and his dad, they were one of our original customers. And we got to talking and said, you know, what do you do? Oh, we, we have corned beef. 
just down the street. Yeah. And we were buying our regular you know, corned beef from our food supplier. We immediately fired those guys, switched to custom corned beef 18 years ago, and the rest is history because I think these guys had the best corned beef in the country and we have a phenomenal Reuben. And you know, we're not some uh, you know, Irish place or whatever. I mean, not Irish part, but um, these guys, tremendous guys, and I love them. And it's so good to see them here today. And it's so good to see you support local, local supporting local as this really works in a synchronicity fashion. I'll tell you what, as we reopen in downtown, it's up to you. You're obligated. Come down, try some local corned beef. Try Know the story behind the sandwich. Know what's happening. Breckenridge Brewery here with us. The faces behind the service industry. That's what you're seeing here today at Blake Street Tavern. Chris Fusillet, Jared Wickey, Greg Hollenbach will be back in a flash. will be in the kitchen at Blake Street. Thanks for joining us here today. <laughs> I love the laugh. <laughs> like right now? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's Kyle Mindenhall. I'm talking with uh, my good friends from the Modern Eaters show. Keep supporting them. There's a lot of good stuff happening. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area, but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. I just want to thank everybody for showing so much support to small local restaurants in this really hard time and you're watching the Modern Eater show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Okay, back to Blake Street Tavern right now in the kitchen. This is this is where we like to be. This is what it's all about. Um, so much talk around reopening and COVID, but back to basics. Here we are in the kitchen. And speaking about back to basics, Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start, making education cool again, James. What do you think about that? Oh, it's amazing. You we got an opportunity to sit in on a couple of their classes. They're hosted at Studio Kitchen Colorado. These classes are just the fundamentals, the basics, in order to be able to step into a kitchen to have a chef like you to say, okay, come take a run at it. It was so much fun getting a chance to work with those guys, uh, learn a lot, um, kind of get those hands-on techniques and skills developed um, with their students. They even got some one-on-ones with students that were able to come in and socially distance. And it was uh, really awesome to see. And I was able to contact them and kind of 
get a partnership going and was able to, you know, get some new staff for our restaurants that are excited and passionate. It's a gimme. It's free to you. You can go on themoderneater.com. There's a tab there. It says Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. You'll see all the videos that we've done with them. You'll get a chance to meet Chef Blake and Chef Marcus. Can't believe that almost escaped my name. But Chef Chef Justin here with us. You're starting to reopen your kitchen too. You're probably yeah. looking for folks to come work with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're definitely uh, we're definitely in our hiring phase right now. Um, I think. Do you hear you know, that? Totally by March Madness, which is coming up about the 18th of March. Um, then we're rolling right into baseball season with the Rockies. So we're hoping uh, by then we can run a full staff. Get your skills sharpened, whether you're a down. novice chef or you are somebody that wants to get into this business. Start with Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start, the sign-up tab on themoderneater.com. Back to the show, into the kitchen. I know I'm in the kitchen because <laughs> I'm starting to sweat a little bit. I'm back here. I do that all the time. Anyway, okay, custom corned beef, guys. Come on up here. Let's introduce yourself. This is what's really cool. You get the producers <laughs> right in the kitchen to talk about their product, and then we assemble delicious sandwiches. You're my mouth today. You're eating all this stuff because I'm on a cleanse, Jay. Are you mad at me? I know. No, no. I'm super excited. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, go ahead. What's your name? I'm this is Keith. I'm Austin Stewart. We're owners of Custom Corned Beef. Um, we supply Blake Street Tavern our corned beef. They generally buy the oven brisket. Um, it's our high-end brisket, cooked for a long time, um, nice and tender. Um, what you're looking at there is a pastrami bottom round here, a pastrami navel here. Um, we do three different types of sausages, an Italian sausage, a garlic brat, or excuse me, a garlic jalapeno brat. Ooh, boy. And a hot Polish. Uh-huh. What you're looking at there in the upper right-hand corner is a corned beef hash. Um, comes in a six-ounce puck, makes it easy to throw on the flat top. Um, come, it's got green onions and peppers on it. Um, we got, these are kind of in the R&D stages. Those are marinated tri-tip bison. And then in the upper left-hand corner there is shredded corned beef. All I hear is we need to take this home and play with it. That's all I'm hearing <laughs> we, about that. We need somebody to play with it. Okay, cool, guys. So, uh, listen, the story that you guys have is great. But chefs, all the chefs that watch the Modern Eater show in the service industry, they're in full distribution. All the channels that you would generally buy your stuff through, you're available, right? Yes. We're in Cisco, Shamrock, U.S. Foods. So that's when Justin and James go, I'm going to put my order in. You're going to take a look at this because you get to meet with the guys yep. today to see what's going on. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Chef, let's take it away. Let's make some sandwiches. Yeah, let's do it. What are you going to make? So uh, first, we're going to make our uh, Reuben that we have on our menu. Okay. Uh, we use custom corned beef as well on some marble rye, uh, Swiss cheese, a little Thousand Island, and uh, some sauerkraut. All right, James, you do the play-by-play. -play. What do you got, Jay? You good? <laughs> okay, James, let's do the play-by-play. -play. Dig in. Let's right, go, Chef. Let's do it, guys. All right, here we are. Oh, I'm so Kitchen excited Lake for this. Street Tavern. <laughs> I am, too. You got to have the marble right. Absolutely. All, right? 100%. Absolutely. So we got our, uh, yeah, our marble rye from Blue Point Bakery here, over here. This is what you A little want. bit of margarine on the uh, marble rye. We do one side for each. Throw it on our flat top to toast up. Mm-hmm. Always make sure it's a nice even spread of, uh, of butter so that way you get an even toast on there. Then we go into our low boy drawer here, get some Swiss cheese. Love all that butter. Butter, while, cheese, rye. <laughs> I mean, off while to a great start. While that's great toasting, start. we got our custom corned beef here. We got some sauerkraut. 
Who's not getting hungry? Everybody getting hungry? I hope so. We got plenty of food here today. We throw that on the flat top to get nice and warm, nice and toasted. Jared, Lakelet Marketing is kind of cool. You get to see your brands that you represent and today in action, Custom Corn Beef. But you've got many brands that you represent as well. Yeah, we have close to uh, 50 different food manufacturers that that we represent. And then just recently we've been doing like a hyper-focus just on our, our local clients here. So we represent nine different clients uh, that are, are right here in the, in the Colorado community. So uh, Colorado has some awesome food manufacturing uh, right in our backyard. Kind of cool being a representative to see it in action just like it is today. And everybody yeah. loves this, right? Definitely. Tell you what. James, what, where are we at on the play-by-play? Well, you know, what I'm noticing is uh, I was actually going to ask Jeff Justin if, if they were going to mix the, the sauerkraut and the corned beef. I see that a lot. Absolutely. I, lo- I love that move. Absolutely. Yeah. Always mix it up. Every yep. every time you take a bite, yep. you get everything in one bite. That's, that's I love our goal that here. Move, huh? I love that move. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Absolutely. Um, I do have a, a question real quick sure. from uh, for, for custom corned beef really quick. Um, uh, you know, it said four generations, right? Um, and you guys have been around for a while. Um and, and you, ta- you talked about a Gold Star, too, a, a long-time local company. Talk to me about that. Yeah, we uh, our grandfather started Custom Corn Beef in 1977, um, pretty much just down the block here at 26 and Walnut. Um, this part of town was much different back then, um, more industrial, more where a meat, you would think a meat plant belongs. <laughs> um, right now, that building is the Patagonia store. Um, we kind of got more or less forced out of this neighborhood when things started changing and the ballpark came in. It was a little too hard to get a truck in and out. So um, we've moved locations now. We're out in Wiggins, Colorado right now. So um, our grandfather retired. Um, Keith's dad and my mom both retired. Um, The business changed hands in 2016 um, through one way or another. And Keith and I were able to buy the business back um in 2019 so awesome. um that's kind of the the quick story of how it all came about yeah such a good story yeah i love i love supporting local uh seems like uh chef justin loves to support local as well here. absolutely yeah um, i'm that's, really excited for this reuben it that's what we're all about is supporting local around here yeah. and speaking of justin's uh, chef justin brunson texts me and he says hey honey bunny i forgot to tell you uh to t- I forgot about you to tell you, he, Justin, you didn't write this very well, but he wants to say to Austin and Keith that he says hello. Yeah. What's going on, bro? Hey, he's, he's from Iowa like me. We don't have good grammar. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, meets the name of the game today. We're in the belly of the beast right here in the kitchen of Blake Street Tavern. We yeah. encourage you, get Beautiful. back down, uh, support your local, and this is local, 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 as Love local that. as you can get. Yep. And um, just the sandwich is killing me right now. I know. <laughs> and you, you throw that thousand classic Thousand Island on it too, Chef? Uh, so we serve our uh, Thousand Island on the side here Ooh. at Blake Street. Nice. Uh, a lot of people love it in their, on their fries yep. as a dipping sauce. Dipping. Um, we don't want to overload the sandwich. We want to make it as easy to eat as possible. Love um, it. We do get a lot of people asking for it on there, so we're, we're happy to do that. Um, yeah. It's just more for ease of eating, though. Perfect. We're going to plate this up. We're going to take a break. You can't have a sandwich without a beer. That's right. Let's go talk to Breckenridge Brewery about some beer as we continue on here. Chef Justin putting together some delicious food for us here in the kitchen. Also, I want to go over this meat one last time over here. So, folks, chefs, listen up. This is what's available from Custom Corn Beef. Just take it away if you would. 
All right, we got the strami round here. It's kind of the middle of the road fat content, a little less fat than the brisket. The navel is the most fat. We got the corned beef hash comes in a box. I think uh, 24 six ounce portions per case. We got the hot polis sausage. Those come in any size. Thank you. Two to one, three to one, four to ones. Same with the jalapeno garlic cheddar brat and the Italian sausage also. This corned beef. The corned beef. How do you make that, baby? That is. How do you uh, do it? Tell us every secret you have. (laughs) (laughs) The old family secret recipe. Uh, It looks so, so good. Here's here's the outcome. Look at this. Chef Justin put this together. That's going to come out. We'll break off right here from Blake Street Tavern. We've got the whole cast and the crew. We'll sit down. We'll talk to T-Bow and Bridget from Breckenridge Brewery. That's next right here on the Modern Eater Show. Hey, you guys, Jay here with the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Very proud to be part of the the Modern Eater. And uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators, you know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever, and we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene or EPP, uh, nice insulated container. Uh, the ProCard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you can actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120. There's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out, and there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here at our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there. You know everybody, with several million dollars of hard assets here, insurance is very, very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling, from our alley, even to the street. This divider, this press, my cooling conveyor, my oven. Ow, ow! Ewing Levitt covers our counter stacker and our employees too. If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at Rockalitas. Call Ewing Levitt, they'll get you covered. home. I stripped down to my skivvies. All right, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. Steve Gould from Golden Moon Distillery and Golden Moon Speakeasy. When I get my cocktails to go from Golden Moon Speakeasy, I go home, I kick back, and I watch The Modern Eater. (laughs) Skivvies. Hey, I'm a Marine. It's skivvies, man. Hey, welcome back to Blake Street Tavern. This is just a treat as we kind of reopen and going to level blue. What does that mean? 50% capacity and you can drink until midnight. I encourage you. This is the first time I've ever been able to park downtown in the first try. Just like that. And we are at a great place. It's, a, it's an institution, Blake Street Tavern, as they come up on their 18th anniversary. That's fantastic. Happy anniversary to Chris Fusillet and the machine. Have to introduce these guys right now. Chef James, here we go. Are you ready? 
Breckenridge Brewery. <laughs> he's like, he's like yeah, of, where's co- of course beer, we are. Man? We've got food. Now we need beer. I've got to welcome you, Tebow. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, and Bridget. Thanks for having us here. Good to see you as Bridget's well. Bridget's my handler. Oh, you oh, got my... Yes. <laughs> I had the microphone. I forgot. Hi, <laughs> guys. Right. Hi. So uh, your relationship with Blake Street Tavern, let's just start there. So I am there on-premise sales rep. Okay. So I just meet with them weekly, making sure all of our beers making it in on time, Sorry work out that. any deals, anything we have going for upcoming events, make sure they're well taken care of. That's fantastic. So, and then Tebow over here. He's the bon vivant. He's the world traveler. I, he is. He's the man yes. about town. I, I am. I live my world on a bar stool. <laughs> I love it. Let's first of all, while you're doing this, let's do the perfect pour with a nitro, right? Can you well, should we let's do that? let's school ourselves? Well, well, I'll tell you what. Truthfully, we, we have this technology in this can okay. that pretty much does it all for you. I love now, it. Now, the cool thing about it is it's a fixed widget. Is on there a the genie bottom. in that can? I want to know is. what this is. There is. Yes. <laughs> uh, who, who hopefully hasn't? You got to shake it a little bit. Make sure the genie hasn't drank all the beer. Uh, but you can really hear these things pop. And so in that widget in the bottom, it's releasing the nitrogen gas. Uh, so what's happening here, and you just pour it in. You don't have to pour it hard. Just pour it nice. Uh, you pour it too hard, and you get to the big bubbles on the top. And pour it on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you just pour it straight in okay, there. Okay, okay. And you can kind of see, and of course the glass is perfect. Oh, my God. But you God. can see kind of the, the beer building, or what's called cascading. Oh, geez. Or, as we like to say, the anti-gravity dance. Mm-hmm. So what's happening there is the nitrogen gas is pushing all the CO2 out and then landing right at the top to build just this perfectly poured beer. Now, what's that going to do for you, though? I mean, that looks I'll tell you what I love about it. I hear you. So it's going to give you a nice, softy creaminess to the beer, which is wonderful. Here's what I really like about it, and this is strategy. So with nitrogen beers, have you ever had like a few too many beers and you just feel like you're going to explode? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Not only because of liquid, but you've also swallowed a lot of CO2 gas. Nitrogen, it's pushed all the CO2 out. So you have less gas. It's actually going into your stomach. So you you could drink an extra beer. For a couple more. I told you it was strategy. That. I love that. Richard, that's yours. Sorry. But I, I also get a taste or a mouthfeel that's a little bit different with a nitro. You certainly do because you're going to have, because, again, all those little uh, those CO2 bubbles. Um, so there's a couple. There's the CO2 bubble and the, the nitrogen bubble. The nitrogen bubble, you can see, is the really small bubble. Mm-hmm. I call those the bibbles. Yes. <laughs> I like that. So you got bubbles and bibbles. The bibbles are nice. They hang out on the top of the beer and help with kind of that creaminess. So if you think about a beer and as it's kind of bubbling away, uh-huh. uh, so you have kind of those bubbles that are in there popping and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it almost brings a little bit of a sharpness or, or even not quite the right word, but a spiciness to it. So, okay. But have you ever had like... Okay, I used to I, I used to be like a, a Coca Cola fan. Okay, and okay, I've had too many beers at at the bar. I come home and I, I drink about a half a can of Coca Cola. You leave it on their bedside. All the bubbles have come out. And then you then you're really thirsty in the morning for whatever reason. Yes, There's sir. science behind it. But yeah, yeah. Then you just can slam that Coca Cola can because all that CO two isn't in there. That's true. You know, it doesn't have that burn yeah. that CO two can kind of have. So, which I actually like that burn. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit. <laughs> well, fair that, enough. That's why I'm gonna well, drink see, a Coke you're just, myself. You're just into crazy things. That's okay, all. so can versus uh-huh. tap nitro. Is well, there any? that's the beauty of this can with the nitrogen widget inside. Okay. Uh, so it's giving you that tap experience. So here in Colorado, don't we love to, you know, climb 14ers and stuff like that? Ooh. You can take the can with you, pop that on the top of whatever mountain is your favorite, and you have that pub experience right there. All right, now let's rewind. <laughs> because you can, you can drink it out of the can. You can. Sure. That's it's, it's built to be able to do that. 
Nitro with the fixed down? widget on the on the bottom. Oh, it's just man, cool to pour it in the glass naughty, because okay. science. Yeah. yeah, you can drink it in the can or take it in the can or Man, that might, whatever. I got to retrain my mind say. for that. I really did. Did I drink this beer? Did you plan for that I much science in this uh, <laughs> conversation? <laughs> you guys, I am so thrilled to have Breckenridge Brewery here with us. Let's Thank rewind you. a little bit. How long have you guys been in business? Holy cow, we just celebrated our 31st anniversary, February 7th, 1990 is when the original brew pub up in Breckenridge opened, which we still operate today. I was just up there a week ago. Love to go up there. I call that my mountain house. And I understand 25 years with Breckenridge yourself. I, yeah, this is my 25th year with Breckenridge Brewery. Wow. Yeah, just I fantastic. Obviously a great How did company that to work for, and you've seen a lot of growth. Seen a lot of growth. Matter of fact, I started to work for the pub that used to be just down the street at 22nd and Blake Street. So that was our big, massive uh, brewery. I think we produced 10,000 barrels uh, that year. You've been in the business for a while. I have. You've Before that, I worked uh, for Anh- Anheuser-Busch Denver Sales. Okay. Yeah. So, so you've, you've had a lot of beer, oh. too, right? <laughs> <laughs> That is an understatement. Yes. James, I'm sure you have a question. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, you don't. I, it's like, I'm sure you do. Well, no, I don't. Yeah. Are we, are we, are we going to drink this beer? Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> you please. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. 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 I appreciate it. We're, we're all on the clock, but yeah. this is all official business, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Great absolutely. This is what it's all yeah, about. That's so creamy. Delicious food. So creamy. You're pairing it together. So. Well, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, really quick, that that yeah. just re- it reminded me of a uh, something culinary wise. Okay. You know, if I could, you know, uh, kind of yeah. relate. Oh, the, I, I love if, talking about. If food I could beer. relate the the small bubbles, right? Bubbles. Bubbles yeah. uh, to the bubbles. <laughs> right. Um, it reminded me of gelato versus ice cream a little. Now, now, bear with me for a you second. Pull the air yeah. Out. Yeah, so bear with me for a second. Gelato, they're both made with heavy cream and milk, but gelato is made with more milk and less heavy cream, and ice cream is made with more heavy cream and more mi- less milk. So the reason gelato is fluffier or more cream. Uh, fluff- less air. Are you going to so I was my just going to amazing. It is. Good. It is. So the reason <laughs> gelato is creamier and has that mouthfeel just uh-huh. like this, mm-hmm. the reason being because fat inhibits freezing. So when you use more whole milk in making gelato, it has less fat in it, you know, unlike heavy cream. So it freezes faster, and those freezing faster makes smaller ice molecules, almost like the smaller bubbles in here. So the smaller ice molecules in gelato that freezes faster makes it creamier, just like the bubbles. I go out to dinner with him. He's a food nerd. Just like the bubbles. There is so much, like you said, Bridget, so much science going on right now. Isn't that crazy? Holy cow. Isn't that crazy? I failed my first year high school science. I don't. You uh, win? Maybe my teacher would. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least now I you're tried. just going back talking uh, about yeah. bibbles and whatnot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Food and beer, and, and obviously, you know, wine and beer has always been there. Cocktails and beer, or cocktails and food are picking up. Wine and food has always been beer. But is beer, food. beer is food. It it truly is. <laughs> but when you go through the line of Breckenridge and what you have to offer, you have some flagship beers. Talk about those beers, and let's talk about some great foods that go along with them. You know, we have a couple of them, uh, and uh, because I'll never let one go so originally and the way most people know us by is our avalanche amber ale uh avalanche uh, was one of uh, the first three beers we ever produced 
out of the brew pub up in Breckenridge. So it's definitely a legacy beer. It was Avalanche, a beer called Mountain Wheat, which we don't make anymore. Our most decorated beer, by the way, at Great American Beer Fest, yet it never sold. So metals don't always sell beer. Yeah, really kind of weird. Uh, and then uh, our oatmeal stout, which I'm, I'm just, I, I love dark malty beer. Mm-hmm. So nitro stout, oatmeal stout, any kind of stout, barrel aid stuff uh, is my wheelhouse. But those three beers started. So Avalanche was our number one seller for a long time and still, still sells very, very well and is number one in pockets uh, around, especially Colorado, but also throughout the United States. Um, and then nationally, our number one selling beer or the beer that we make the most of is our uh, vanilla porter. Which, which also which just became number one porter in the country. There, there it is. As of November of last year. Yeah, it's so number good. one selling beer in, in the country. Or number one, number one beer in the country. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, no, yeah, number one porter. Porter, porter so, in the uh, Yeah, and there's some great porters out there but, uh, that it just passed by. But uh, uh, we're pretty honored on that one. So do you ever do what a crazy thing, though, to have your flagship beer, really, or your number one selling beer being a dark beer. I, I, absolutely. Um, and, and I would have never guessed that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, any lighter beers? In the portfolio? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely so. You want to talk about lighter stuff, Bridget? Um, yeah, we've worked we've on a, a lot a few of things. Am I throwing oh. you under the bus here? A little oh. bit. <laughs> um, no, uh, we've actually had I just a ton to in our innovation beer. line, um, especially in the last few years, that really focus on those lighter beers, a lot more summer-focused beers. Um, I was just drinking a Strawberry Sky up at the bar, mm-hmm. which is our Strawberry Kolsch. It's a fantastic fruited beer. You have a great strawberry nose to it, but it still has that Kolsch backbone. It really tastes like a beer. Um, beer that tastes like beer. It's a beer that tastes like beer. You know, <laughs> those fruited beers, they kind of get out there every once in a while. They could get a little I like squirrely. A, I like a beer-flavored beer myself. Absolutely. Um, and then just last year, we rolled out with our Mountain Beach Session Sour. We jumped on that sour, Where sour game. Where can I game. get that? I want to actually. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's delicious. It's so fantastic. Oh, man, I need yeah. that. Okay. It's, here's what I want to do. I talked to Bob Peets the other we day. We have so much work to do. Yes. After you're done here, we're just going to go. And we're we just park crawling. <laughs> I don't blame you. Can we go? Drink oh, all the beers. With you? Let's uh, go now. Bob Peets from the Brewers Association. I said, it's got to be big right now on premise and getting back in because taps are just starting to get dusted off and, and jockeying for position. So your job is to come in and make sure things are serviced and looking good and your relationships, those types of things. What's it like out there right now, the climate of getting back into some of these restaurants? And it's just very difficult to see what they've gone through and then getting restarted again with you. Absolutely. I mean, I came from the restaurant industry before this, and I still think one of the hardest jobs is running a restaurant. And I couldn't imagine what everybody's dealt with over this past year. But we've just done our best to keep being supportive throughout all of this as much as we possibly can. And we're kind of very much hoping that this once things start picking up, we're the ones that, you know, we've been there the whole time. Like, we've, please let us know what we can do to help you guys get back open. Um, that's been our big thing. Big focus right now is just making sure everybody is in looking their best and ready to rock and roll for when things do pick back up. Yeah, and starting up draft systems, there's a few things that need to be done with those kind of things. Because if you've ever had an old car that I had, I had an, a 64 Chevy that I parked at my parents' place. And then I, I was based out of Phoenix for about three and a half years for Breckenridge uh, back in the late 90s. I came back to go drive that 64 Chevy away and it didn't run anymore. I parked it there. But same thing with the draft system. You know, m- most of us just ran out of here going, oh, hopefully this is only a couple weeks. And then all of a sudden it was a year. So uh, getting those kind of cleaned out and making sure that the beer's good. And I have to believe starting, you know, coolers and 
Breckenridge Brewery, I'm sure, is very helpful with those types of things. We also I hope have so. a tap guy ourselves, Jeff yeah. Burke and A Plus Beverage Solutions. He goes in and he puts in draft lines all over the place. He's a family man, family owned and operated 20 years in the business. He's absolutely right, Tebow. You have to get your draft lines polished up because it needs to taste just the way the brewers intended it to taste, right? Whether it's an install or maintenance, if you want to add a line, water wine, coffee, kombucha, uh, the list goes on. Even a nitro line, right? You want to pour. He's going to know what to do. Yeah, there's a little bit. It's it pours just a little bit different, a little bit different equipment. It's not it's not brain surgery, but yeah, there's a little bit thing he'll need to do to get things going right. But Jeff will know how to do that. Jeff Mark A Plus Beverage Solution seven two zero two seven two. 3809 one last time 7202723809 Jeff Rourke A+ plus And call him now get on the books cuz yeah. quite frankly it's going to all of a sudden and there's a little bit of work that needs to I be saw done. a job he did up at Monarch's new casino in Blackhawk and he football fields ah. length of glycol oh, uh, and you, all that beer in that line, it's got to be done right. I, I'm, I, I travel a lot for the brewery, which is pretty nice. And usually one of the first things, if I go to, into a beer bar, you know, a big beer bar, I always ask to see the cooler because I want to see that draft system. Sure. Because there, there, some, uh, some draft uh, folks and in, in companies, they're artists, man. And if you can see, some of it's, you know, it's bad news. <laughs> Old, you know, beat up stuff. But some of it is just absolutely beautiful. It's, Work of art. It's a symphony. Yeah. And you see the tap lines, uh, truly. And thanks for that. It's not often that you get Tebow with you from Breckenridge Brewery. So we have to go into story time just here real quick. You've been in the <laughs> I got way too many stories, man. <laughs> yeah, lay one this on could it. could go on and for we, hours. We I was going to say, this is a 12-hour <laughs> show, right? It, it, okay, it, good. it could be if they're good. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and just give us one story that's like either a, a success Jay would want to hear the failure story. He's a lifelong bartender. 20, <laughs> 20 30 years, Jay, in the business. He wants to, he, when yeah, I mean, well, on the show, yeah. he wants to convince them how much that they hate their customer. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> now, now, listen, that's not entirely fair. I just like to hear the stories of what's the craziest thing you've seen in a bar, you know, or how many people have you choked over the years in a bar. That kind of stuff. I just find it entertaining. Have you had to choke anybody out with the suspenders you brought and gave to them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never been a fighter. Always a beer drinker. Yeah. Thought I was going to say a lover, didn't you? Mm. No. No, just a beer <laughs> no, drinker. I, uh, <laughs> I just mean, I mean choking people is, is when you're management. You know, they won't leave or they <laughs> they punch you in the face or they I attack will say, somebody. Yeah, I will say the customer isn't always right. That's but uh, Thank that's you. That's why we have a beer at the end of the day. That's, yeah, yeah, just the beer to mellow things out. And drink what a are beer. some of the cool places, stops that you've been along or just people that you've met or a bit like a, have you had a beer with Jim Cook? I have. Have you really? A couple different times. I interviewed Jim. Uh, yeah. Was he wearing his, his denim shirt? Because I think that's all he owns. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was on the radio. Look back at every time you see him in a picture, he's wearing his that's denim he, shirt. He came out of a restaurant. And, um, you know, Jim likes to drink the beer as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he's actually, he's a real good beer drinker. He doesn't fake it at all. No. He apparently has this theory. I don't know if you ever heard about no. this, but he likes to uh, drink, and I don't remember much, probably like a couple teaspoons, of brewer's yeast before he does he starts his day drinking and he swears he never gets drunk is that a true because story <laughs> that's what he said that is a true story that what he says i just uh, you know we're talking a lot of science here that sure. one makes no sense yeah. cuz actually i did talk to some sciencey guys they're like yeah whatever who else but if it works for him it works but yeah oh i think i've drank with all the gr- all the great uh, craft beer people Good. i remember one time and i can't say the story because he's one of our our public people but uh, i was uh, it was a um, 
craft beer conference in Milwaukee, and mm -hmm. that's with Doug O'Dell. Mm -hmm. There was the brewer from Wincoop, and I can't remember who it was, okay. but also one of the owners, John Hickenlooper, uh -huh. and we were drinking uh, lots of beers, and we were on our way to onto a bar, and things just went hay haywire. At that uh, really? So. Oh, man, that, that's the story we'll get. But yeah, I've got some good stuff. That. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I remember one time we were doing a festival, and we ran the beer truck out of, out of gas. I don't know. I got a, I got a lot of things that can embarrass the heck out of Speaking of that, myself. driving on the way in on 20th there, we, I probably should have stopped and I would have, but Lagunitas, your IPA truck, was broken down in the middle of the street. Gosh, they break down. Yeah, yeah. They, they carry a lot down. of weight, man. All they do the a lot of work. Oh, man. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what I wanted on a day like today as we ramp up, and um, no doubt about it, here it comes. You know what it is. It's St. Patrick's Day. Some people call it amateur night. Some people call there's it a lot of Patrick's amateurs, Day. but there's a lot of pros that go out too yeah. because it's a serious beer holiday. I do this at that's home right. though. Yep, that's what I do, and uh, try to do this. You'll have oh. to come over oh. for that yeah, as well. So <laughs> as we ramp up to that, <laughs> were you touching this? Does yeah. it mean it's yours? Yeah. <laughs> okay, deal. Just, just so you guys truly, as you're getting a lot of service industry people, bar owners, restaurant owners, watch the show, getting ready. Give a holler out. Call, call up Bridget. Right. You, you'll be right. What's your territory? Uh, so I cover Lodo and Rhino, and then out to like Cherry Creek, out to the Stapleton area. All the good Stapleton, stuff. Stapleton, Glendale. Yeah, yeah no, she's I have got the awesome high maintenance, character. high profile. She's the only one that can tell anybody what, that tries to advise. You know what you should do, Bridget? She'll just like she shuts you down. She's got it handled. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. Bridget O'Neill, right? Yes. Bridget on the spot. Come out. Bridget on the spot. <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> She'll be there for you. I and got you taken care I of. I can't thank you guys enough for coming out here and joining oh, us. It's here our today. pleasure. Thank uh, you so much for having us. It, it's not. It's not a bad gig talking about beer. No, no, but it's our obligation as we talk about local supporting local and Blake Street Tavern. Come on out. You'll see downtown. Take a look around. It's great, you guys. The, put your toe in. The weather's great, as you see a really a tease to spring and what it's going to be. This is what it's going to be like. We're starting to reopen. They're at blue. That means you can come drink until midnight at 50% capacity. Yes. That's the way the world should be yes. right there. So, um, do it After like midnight, that's just dangerous. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Didn't your grandma yeah, tell you? Nothing, nothing good. But up till midnight. <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> All right. Come on in and support. So for Chris Fusillet, thank you so much for having us here at Blake Street Tavern. For the guys at Custom Corn Beef, we thank you, Austin Keith. We also have to thank uh, Jared Nowicki from Lakeland Marketing. Of course, our friend James Stock. Yeah. Vibe Concepts. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We at Vibe Concepts always try and support local. It's amazing to see Jeff, Chef Justin here at Blake Street Tavern doing his thing, crushing it. Um, these guys are awesome. And thanking Chef Justin, who made us this delicious sandwich that we're about to have. And then to these two, thank you so much, TiVo, Bridget, Breckenridge Brewery, just a class act. We'll see you again. Right around the corner. That's We're going to sign off here from uh, Blake Street Tavern. Come on down. Hang out. The weather's great. It's perfect for you. We'll see you on Friday. Two days. The Modern Eater Show will continue. 2 p.m. We'll see you then. Hi. I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms. And I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. Hey, Zach Kreider here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs>
First, we partner with the best farmers in the world. Then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful. All so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey, Modern Eater fans. I'm Don Trouble with The Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the Modern Eater. Now, back to the show. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumplin' for by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi. Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. You're watching The Modern Eater, and now back to the show.